We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. Few of us are prepared for when our world turns upside down. So often, tragedy strikes without notice. A sudden job layoff, the unexpected death of a loved one, a shattering medical diagnosis. All kinds of lows can enter into our lives at any time. And yet, what an incredible comfort and encouragement God gives us as we cling to Him. He puts a song in our heart and gives us the strength to rise above the challenges. Our special guest today is truly an overcomer. We're delighted to welcome the co-founder and president of Rising Above Ministries, Becky Davidson. Becky, welcome to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm grateful. Oh, the pleasure is all ours, Becky. We discovered your ministry earlier this year, and we're just absolutely amazed at what the Lord has done in and through you, even in the midst of very difficult circumstances from what we see, your life is strong evidence that Jesus is the author of your faith. Would you tell us about the story he's written for you? Well, the story he's written for me is definitely not the one I would have written for myself when I look at my life. Um, but I am grateful that he is the author of all things, because even in tragedy, um, great good can come out of those things. But um, I Many years ago, right out of college, met and married the love of my life, my husband, Jeff. And uh, we dated three months, knew that we were meant to be together and got engaged. And we were married before we even knew each other a year and started our life together. He, We had big plans for our life. He was going to climb the corporate ladder. ladder. I was going to teach school. Uh, and then when it was time for, we decided we were going to have children, I would quit work and take care of our children. And we would just live this beautiful, perfect life. Uh, well, God had different plans for us. And our first pregnancy ended in a traumatic miscarriage. Uh, then we got pregnant with our one and only son, John Alex. Uh, and we thought everything was perfect. We thought um, that that the pregnancy had gone fine, delivery had gone fine. We thought everything was great. But as John Alex started progressing and getting older, he was not reaching milestones. And so around the time of his first birthday, we started getting our first diagnosis. And then years later, more and more diagnoses would come along the way. And uh, John Alex is now 23. He um, has profound special needs, requires 24-7 care, but is the absolute joy of my life. Uh, just the sweetest man you'll ever meet. And then four years ago, we had another, another tragic turn in our story where my husband, um, we had just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary. Um, he passed away in May of 2017. So mm. for these past several years, I've been a solo parent um, caring for my son and then carrying on the, the mission of our ministry that we started back in 2005 with Rising Above. Can you give us a picture of the everyday challenges Jonathan faces with his multiple disabilities? Yeah, he um, requires 
help with everything that he does from eating and bathing and every aspect of his life. And so um, from the moment he gets up in the morning, he has to have someone right with him caring for him. Um, And so just basically every need that he would have, uh, he needs assistance with. Uh, but he is a sweet, sweet man who just lights up a room with his smile. But we go through seasons like we've been in a season. Uh, this happens several times a year where he he has sleeping issues. And so we're up in the night with him unable to sleep. And when he's up, everybody's up. You know, when he's up, I'm up because uh, he, he wants everyone to join the party with him. And mm. so I go through seasons where you know, where we're not sleeping. And so that's hard as a solo parent when, you know, I work full time, uh, then come home and take over his care. And then if I'm up in the night, I mean, I can go multiple nights with very little sleep. And then, you you know, you've got to get up and do it all again the next day. And uh, so he he's pretty, it's, it's pretty intense, um, his care. But, um, you know, I wouldn't change him and the way he is for anything in the world. We're often quick to associate being blessed with positive circumstances, financial stability, freedom from stress or physical problems, etc. In light of the griefs and challenges you've faced, what does blessing mean to you? Wow. Well, you know, early on, I would have never looked at my life as a special needs mom as a blessing. Um, I, it would have not been the, the choice that I would have made. But when I see the changes that happened in me as, as a person, just because of the challenges we faced raising our son, um, I wouldn't go back. It's just as much as I wouldn't want to change him. I wouldn't want to. I, I, the changes that have, that have happened in me are so profound that I I'm so grateful. And I do look at that as a blessing um, because I am not who I was, thank the Lord, before I had John Alex. Um, and because of those hardships and, and you know, you learn you can't do this on your own. And especially now doing it as a solo parent, uh, I can't do this on my own. And there's many days I cry out to God. It's like, God, you're my only hope. You're my only help. And, and, and I cannot do this on my own. And so you know, just learning just your true dependence on God to help you to be your source for everything. I don't think I would have ever gotten that if we had, if my husband had continued to climb the corporate ladder, if we'd continued to do things on our own and on our path, um, I, I would have missed out on so many beautiful things um, had our life looked different. Mm, amen. Your testimony really resonates with a lot of people. Not everyone tuning into our podcast has been impacted by disability or the loss of a spouse, but most of us have experienced very painful disappointments and hard circumstances. Some of us would even wish that we could eliminate those chapters of adversity entirely from our stories. How would you encourage those who are struggling to accept their situation? Well, I think for me, the hardest thing that I had to accept, you know, I, I was able to process through having a child with special needs with my husband. Um, when my husband died, uh, processing through that was was very difficult um, because 
you know, I had my husband was sick for many, many years. Therefore, probably 10 or 11 years, I was caregiver to my husband and caregiver to my son. Um, and so he required, actually, my husband required more physical care than my son did um, for a season. And so um, it, I look now and I go, um, I'm just grateful because I can look back and see how God brought us through that. And as much as I wanted to look at that situation and wish that when my husband died, that was not the situation that we faced. Um, he was so faithful through that. Now, those first few months, I, I, tr- I was one who screamed at God. It was like, this is not fair. This makes no sense to me. I don't understand this. And I'll never forget there was a moment I'm standing in my kitchen and I basically am just telling God, you know, I, I don't trust you. I can't pray to you. I don't trust you because I prayed and prayed and prayed for God to heal my husband. And he didn't heal him the way that I wanted to, that I wanted him to. Um, And I remember just crying out, just going, I don't trust you. I can't pray to you. And then all of a sudden, my husband's own words came back to me. Um, And he had a saying that he would say towards the end of his life. He said, when you feel you cannot trust God's actions in your life, you must trust his heart. Mm. And so in that moment, that was life-changing for me when I remembered those words because it reminded me that even though I didn't like the situation I was in, even though I didn't understand the situation that I was in, I knew that God's heart for me was good. I knew that his plans for me were good, even if they didn't make sense to me. And so, you know, when things are hard, when we don't understand if we can, I, I, I did a talk one time and I talked about how my husband had, even though he was so, so sick, he had settled it in his heart that God was good. He had, met, he had determined that in his heart that regardless of the pain and the suffering that he was going through, that God's heart for him was good. And so when we can look back and we can look at the things that we're facing and we can remind ourselves, you know, hey, I don't like this. This is not what I would have chosen but God's heart for me is good. When I can remember that, then I can shift my perspective and be reminded of the truth of my situation, that God loves me. And, his, and, and even though it's hard, he, his, his plans for me are good. His heart for me is good. Are there any passages of scripture that have strengthened you through this journey? Well, so the verse for me during, honestly, the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, you know, when you have a child with special needs, um, you're already, you just added that adds that extra fear in because I was trying so hard. I was putting so much responsibility on me to keep him safe. And you're hearing the news stories and you're hearing the things that are going around and my head was swirling and I was living in fear. And so the verse during this, these last, especially these last year and a half has been from Isaiah 26, three, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And so I knew that like if I, I could, I had a choice. I could choose to let my my head be swirling in the chaos of what I would, was watching in the news, or I could choose to step away from that, quit watching all the news and quit watching all the things that were going on and keep my mind steadfast on God, keep my thoughts and mind fixed on God. And then, and to trust in God, and then I could have that peace. So that's, that probably during this last year and a half has been 
huge for me. Um, that, that would say right now that's, that's been a biggie. That's excellent encouragement. Well, in addition to being a special needs mom, you're also the co-founder and president of a special needs ministry. Would you tell us about Rising Above Ministries? Yeah. Well, I would love to. Uh, We started, my late husband and I, along with some friends back in 2005, started Rising Above out of our own life, out of the needs that we had as a special needs family. You know, we would look around our town and quite honestly, we never saw any other special needs families. And we felt so isolated and so alone. And we thought, you know, if we're feeling this way, there's got to be other people who feel this way too. So we started off basically by just hosting a monthly worship service for special needs families where families could come in and it didn't matter if your child made noises. It didn't matter if they were running up and down the aisles. We didn't care. We adapted everything to meet the needs of that entire special needs family. And so we, over the years, would just add in new events and new things. And we host family events like our Heroes Ball and our Easter extravaganza and just different outreach events for families that are tailor-made for the entire special needs families, not just the individual with special needs, but for the moms and the dads and the siblings that are so often overlooked. And as the ministry grew and as our son got older, we just saw that whenever there was a need, we we would say, how, God, can we meet that need for, for our community? And we started hosting retreats. We had started hosting our By the Brook retreat for moms, and we had a retreat for dads. And then we started hosting retreats for married couples and just pouring in to the parents as best that we could. You know, if we're, it, it just grew and changed, and, and um, we would have retreats here in the Cookville area, and then people would bring us in to do retreats in other areas for them as well. And then when COVID hit, we were like, we've got to keep going. What are we going to do? And so we basically took everything that we did and we found a way to adapt it virtually, which has actually been a huge blessing because where we would have our By the Book retreat here in my hometown, we would have about 150 moms who would come in from all across the Southeast. When we went online last year, we did it live from a studio here in Cookville, and we had 550 moms from almost every state in the U.S., plus six countries outside of the U.S., who were able to join in because we took it virtual. And so we saw, okay, we can reach so many more people by doing our events online. So we still host some events in person, but a lot of what we do is virtual. We have community groups that meet all throughout the weeks, the week for moms, for dads, for siblings, for the, for our friends with special needs. Uh, we have, so like I lead multiple groups and I'm with parents from all around the world at different times of the week, just encouraging each other and getting in the word and, and doing different studies together. And it has just been amazing to see how God has taken this little seed that we planted here in Cookville almost 16 years ago, and now it literally has gone worldwide, and we are just honored to get to be on this journey with him. That is neat. Along those lines, uh, we've been excited to hear from a number of our dear podcast listeners who are burdened to extend the love of Christ to families in their own churches and communities who are impacted by disability. Could you suggest a few more practical ways for us to reach out and minister? Well, I would just say, you know, I think so often people look at special needs ministry and they're like, it's just, that's an, it's another program. It's another, it's another thing that we've got to add in. 
And it's really just as simple as loving people. And it's as simple as letting families know they are welcome. And, you know, so often, so I, I hear story after story of our families who go and try to find a church and they're not welcome. And I just, I think to myself, how in the world can anyone not be welcome into a church? It just, it makes no sense to me, mm-hmm. how, but it happens time. And I know you all experience that in stories that you hear, mm-hmm. but you know, we often say, just start with where you are. If you have a family who has a child with special needs, who's already going to your church, find ways you can love and serve that family. And it starts with getting to know that family. You cannot just know how to help a family unless you know them. And most of the time, a family is not going to come to you and go, I need help with this. Or could you, you know, I need to to run to the grocery store, but my other child is sick. Could you help that? Unless you have that relationship with that family, uh, they're not going to come to you and tell you what they need. But when you can just start to spend time with a family who has a child with special needs, you automatically will start to see the need. And then that family is going to feel like, okay, I can trust them and share with them when something else comes up that they're going to need help with. And so really, it's just get to know our families. See us. Invite us over. Get to know us. Get to get to spend time with our families so that then we're going to feel more comfortable to let you into our world. Um, and I would say to the special needs families, we have to be willing to open ourselves up and to let people in. So so often we ch- we have been so hurt and so used to isolating ourselves, but we have to be willing to be vulnerable too mm. and to allow people into our world as well. Well, as you've walked the road of being a special needs mom and running a special needs ministries, what insights about the nature and character of Christ have you come to treasure more deeply? I will read through scripture and I read Jesus and how he interacted with people. And I think, oh my goodness, if Jesus were here right here with us, he would be so hanging out with my son. He would love nothing more than to hang out, come to one of our events and and be with our people because that's who he was. He loved the people who so often were overlooked and, and overshadowed. And so I just love seeing, knowing that, that, that the deep love that Jesus has for our families. Uh, also through this, honestly, through this past year, I have had just a deeper understanding of the sovereignty of God. And I will often remind myself when I see the chaos going on around me, just going, no, God, you know, the world look like, looks like it's falling apart, but you are in control. You are sovereign. You are God. You are the creator of all things. And, you know, I will, I will walk through my house and just remind myself of who God is. And that gives me such a sense of peace of knowing I don't have to be in charge of everything. I want God to be in charge of everything. I don't want to have to be a control freak when it comes to different things. And so just coming to that deep realization that God is sovereign, God is in control, God has good plans for us, even if it doesn't make sense. And, you know, in the end, this is what I tell our special needs, like I close out uh, every time I speak at one of our events, but I so often tell our moms, you know, there's a day coming when God will make everything new. There's going to be no more autism, no more cerebral palsy, no more epilepsy. 
And I long for that day. And so I keep my eyes, I keep looking up for Jesus to return. And uh, just having that comfort and knowing that, that God is in control, things will be made new. Amen. I cannot wait. Mm. We've so enjoyed hearing your testimony and words of insight, Becky. Who would imagine that out of such heartache, God could accomplish such beautiful things? As your story continues on, we pray the Lord will continue to bless and use you mightily. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.